You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. The Daily Music Business Podcast. The content of this episode of the Daily Music Business Podcast comes from a video on the YouTube channel of Outer Loop Group. Go to outerloop.group backslash YouTube to subscribe. For Outer Loop Coaching's free seven steps to getting signed PDF, please visit outerloopcoaching.com today. Let's dive in. Welcome, everybody. Thanks so much for agreeing to take part in this panel. I'm totally blown away by everybody that's agreed to be a part of this. So what I wanted to do to start is I'm just going to give a very brief uh, like introduction, but I really wanted you guys to, uh, uh, to introduce yourself so that people can get used to your voices if they're hearing this as a pure audio version rather than watching this on YouTube, if that's all right. So uh, uh, starting with uh, Eddie Levy from uh, Undercover Marketing. Eddie, you want to uh, say hey? Sure. Um, so this is Eddie Levy from Undercover Marketing. We're based here in New York City. Uh, we're a relatively new company. We've been around about eight months and uh, we're having a fun time here in the pandemic trying to come up with new ways to, you know, bring money to our clients. Cool. Do you want to mention any of the clients that you currently work with? I can only mention the ones that are not undercover. See what, <laughs> you see what I did there? Um, we currently do supplemental marketing for um, Kill Switch Engage, Blue October, Insane Clown Posse, uh, Low Cut Connie, um, a band called Dead, and another band called AVAT from Miami, Florida. Cool. Thank you. Uh, Mike Mowry uh, from uh, 10th Street Management. Uh, Mike, you want to do a brief, a brief introduction? Uh, guys, I'm Mike. I manage Ice Nine Kills. Uh, I'm delighted to bring three of uh, my favorite guys in marketing uh, to this panel. So that's what I got. Thanks, Paul. Cool. And Tim Brennan from Spine Farm Records. Tim, uh, great to have you. Thanks so much for taking part. Yeah, really excited to be part of this. You know, I've been working with Mike for years and worked with Eddie and Derek on various projects. So I'm happy to be part of this panel. And Derek Brewer from Manifest, Manifest Group. Well, actually, with Shelter Music Group now is about a uh, little less than a month. Wow. Okay. My apologies. Right. No, Breaking fine. news. Breaking yeah. news. <laughs> it hasn't been formally announced, so I guess this is an exclusive, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> well, very cool. So, so who are you working with at, at Shelter? Sure. Um, well, I mean, that company um, has bands like Fleetwood Mac, ZZ Top, Perfect Circle. I brought over all my uh, clients that I had from the company that I started manifest. So they include bands like Dance Gavin Dance, Pele Royale, Crown the Empire, Dying Fetus, um, several others for sure. Cool. So very cool. Well, awesome. Thanks all for uh, for being here. Uh, Eddie, if it's all right, uh, let's start with you since you're the, you know, you got marketing right in your uh, job title. Um, oh <laughs> so can you talk to me a little bit about what is your strategy when you sit down with a new client in order to figure out what's going to work for them marketing wise? I mean, it, it really depends on the client. The way we view our clients is every, nobody's the same. Everybody's completely different. So we take a meeting with each person and we tailor our approach to what the client needs. So I can't give you like a one box. This is how we do it. Every single artist we touch is a different approach. Um, and I think that's important. Sorry, is there, are there like uh, sort of commonalities that things, you know, you must start with 
something like are they do you ask them to get the ball rolling on, on what how they want to be represented that sort of thing well i mean i think you have to start having a conversation with an artist about where they come from what they believe in and what they're looking to do what their real goals are um and then from there you lead the way i mean we're doing a lot of stuff here where we're just trying to figure out who these people are that are consuming the rock and the metal music at this point I mean, I think one of the things I noticed about having worked with Eddie is he brings a vast knowledge. You know, when we were working on a client together, he brought tons of his own insight and research to the project and immediately kind of stormed in with a bunch of ideas. Cool. And Tim, when you are working with your artists, how often are you using a third party marketing firm and how often are you directly involved in what the band's doing and, and how much input do you take from the band itself? I think taking input from the band itself is absolutely key. You know, we always say we're marketing people, not a product. Um, you know, I think that's really key, especially, you know, in this scene where, you know, sometimes you're working with a band from, you know, the ground up. Others are established, but, you know, are we looking for different angles for them? How are we looking to work with them? Um, you know, uh, as far as hiring outside companies, it really depends on the project. Uh, we don't do a ton of that. We do a not lot. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> Even, you know, we take a lot in-house. You know, Spine Farm is a label that's part of Universal Music Group. So we have a lot of resources kind of at our fingertips. You know, we kind of operate as an indie within a major. Um, you know, so it really depends on the project, the artists, uh, and we go right from there. Derek, you talk about how you work with artists who you start working with from the ground up is mm -hmm. versus those who have already come, who already come to you with a certain uh, perspective on how they, their marketing should go. And I apologize. Can you just repeat the first part of the question? Sorry. Yeah, like how do you approach marketing for artists that you start working with from the ground up versus those who come to you with something already somewhat established? Okay. Yeah. No. For sure. Um, basically, you know, it starts off with just either in person or over the phone or video chat, just talking to the artist with the the team that I have surrounding me and finding out, you know, the various different. Um, sellable points within that particular act and what um, would resonate with, you know, potential uh, new fan base and their current fan base and really hitting to those points and, you know, covering all the bases surrounding that from the social media perspective to the overall aesthetic and look to the promo photos and, you know, basically all that. Mike, when you were working with your clients, how do you find those sellable points that Derek's talking about? It, it, are you looking for uh, visual? Are you looking for sound, personality? I mean, I think it's a little bit all of the above. And, you know, like Eddie said, you kind of do it on a case-by-case -case basis. I think, you know, what attracts us to artists is, you know, typically multiple parts of the total package. And as we get in and get familiar, um, you know, just by kind of uh, the leading questions that come with anybody that's got the, you know, experience that any of us on this, you know, panel have, that stuff starts to come out. And then we look for, you know, the things that can really uh, immediately be exploited or kind of developed. And then the other ones that need more work and will take more time. And I think, you know, we've kind of always got, you know, uh, the multi-tiered strategy in mind, but you know, knowing we play to the strengths of our artists, you know, if they're better at the visual component of it, 
we're going to double down on the visual component of it while trying to develop those other things. So. Eddie, do you find like the artists that you work with, are they in, I would think that they're inside the bubble a little bit and have a really hard time kind of seeing how they are perceived. Uh, do you, what do you bring to the table and how do you help artists recognize these sellable points and these things about themselves that their audiences uh, and potential audience will latch onto? Well, uh, again, every artist is different. I'll give you a good example though. Like one of the things we did recently with the insane clown posse is we tried to, which uh, we, we, we pitched them on this thing called custom clown clips, which is basically you can go to this website, you can have one of the guys do a custom clip for you and we'll turn it around in six days. Kind of like cameo, but a lot more clown makeup to it. Um, and instead of going to your usual suspects or just putting it up on social media, had a whole conversation with the publicist, talked to the manager and partnered with Forbes and kind of got the guys and, and the team outside of the comfort zone where they would normally have done stuff. I mean, you know, to think that Forbes would cover the insane clown posse in 2020 was, was kind of crazy. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. It's a, crazier than Magnus, right? Um, the, yeah, with ICP, I mean, they're, they're just, I mean, it, they're such a, for marketing wise, there's such a, uh, a defined yes. vision at this point you know <laughs> yeah it's it's a it, is that is something like those clips is that part of an overall strategy or is this like a it's a low-hanging fruit idea let's just go out and do it it's a it's an overall strategy i think that the band has become more infamous for their name than for their music and this is just another step for us to try to bring their music back to the forefront and get people talking about them again so we can reintroduce some new tunes here in a couple of months. Excellent. And Tim, uh, on the topic of partnerships, you know, like Forbes, I mean, our partnerships from a marketing perspective seem like they're a really awesome opportunity. Is that something that you guys seek out or is that something that is just, it's much, much more difficult to get. And then how does that, if you do, does that, how does that work between established artists and the developing artists that you work with? Well, to answer the first part of your question, it's absolutely important. I think one of the things we try and do with all of our artists is to find out where their interests lie first. You know, whether we team up with our publicity teams, you know, we always have a, have a questionnaire that goes out to them. You know, what are you into? Are you, are you an extreme sports guy? Are you a gamer? Um, you know, where's, where does your passion lie outside the music? Because obviously the music's first, um, but then we try and find ways to expand, you know, um, I think, you know, that also goes into like the sync world too, where sync can absolutely change even the course of a project. It can bring a project that, you know, couldn't get off the ground. And if you get the right sync and you're at the right partner, it can propel you into the stratosphere very, very quickly. Um, and, uh, Paul, can you repeat the, the second part of the question though? So I well, have... just, uh, what are the types of, uh, uh, partnerships that you seek out for those artists that you're working with that are developing versus those that are a little bit more established? Huh. You know, <laughs> developing stuff, it, I, I think that, you know, we always try and find, um, you know, a merch, a merch deal to work with or a merch sponsor. I think that's a, you know, that's a good way to start. You know, we work, we work hand in hand with the managers to try and help get sponsorships, whether it's gear sponsorships too, you know, is this a, is this a band that's going to appear, appeal to all the instrument 
all the instrument blogs and stuff like that. I think that's a good a good place to start. Um, and yeah, I guess kind of starting there are some of the keywords. Subscribe today to the Daily Music Business Podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Hey, what's up? This is Blake Wyland. I'm the host of the Tone Mob Podcast. It's a show where I interview guitar people about guitar stuff. We talk about their pedals, their amps, their accessories, their preferences, all that stuff, as well as a healthy dose of whatever comes up. Topics have ranged from aliens to addiction and anywhere in between. Oh yeah, and pizza. We're definitely going to be talking about pizza. So get the show wherever you're listening to this podcast at. Just search The Tone Mob in your search bar and it will pop right up. Come join us. We're having a lot of fun. Thanks for checking it out.